Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, the host here, and I'm just so glad that you've decided to spend some time with us. You know, here at Unseminary, we want to take some time out to encourage you. We know uh, that as a church leader, you've got a lot going on going into this weekend of ministry, and we're just honored that you would take some time out to listen in today. Uh, we've got a great conversation with Clayton Walker from Experience Life Church uh, in, in West Texas. Uh, so so glad to have you here. So what, your church was started in 2007. It really has grown in incredibly. Uh, about 4,000 people attend in five locations, if I'm correct. Uh, Clayton, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role uh, there at Experience Life? Sure. I, I'm the executive pastor, and so I oversee our campuses and ministries. And then one of those campuses is a campus we started on the college, Texas Tech University on the college campus uh, that we call Raider Church. And so That's, I actually speak at that each week. And so I'm one of our teaching pastors too. Nice, very good. My daughter's high school are the Raiders, and so appreciate that. She'd probably love to go to Raider, uh, yep. you know, Raider Church for sure. So that's that's great. Okay. Well, you know, even just that, that's a great kind of entree into, you know, as a casual observer. First of all, if you're listening in and you're not following Experience Life, you need to. This is a great church, innovative church, doing all kinds of very interesting things, and I'm hoping we'll get to dig into some of it today. Uh, but as a casual observer, you know, one of the things I've noticed is you do seem to have not only a focus, but then also an ability to actually reach the next generation. And I'd love to talk about that a little bit today. What are you learning on that front as you kind of think about reaching out into this next generation? Sure. Well, one of the things that's been really unique, and it's also uh, brings its own set of challenges, is that the average age at our church is 30 years old. And that's not counting most of our kids' ministry. Right. Wow. Um, and so that brings a unique set of circumstances. It's fun. Um, it does allow us to be you know, innovative and things like that. Um, but I'm sure as you can imagine, you know, when you're reaching, uh, that young of a crowd, um, it brings its own set of circumstances and challenges. So, mm -hmm. um, it's not all, you know, roses, just mm -hmm. we're, we're reaching that kind of crowd. We're also reaching a group, uh, where over 60% of them have said that they weren't involved in a church before coming to experience life. Wow. And so it's a very unchurched group. It's a very young group. And, um, which again, brings with it its own set of challenges. Yes. Uh, I think I would imagine a lot of church leaders are listening in today saying, wow, like that would be great, but that's got some gold-plated problems attached to it, I'd imagine. No doubt. It's very <laughs> exciting. It's fun yeah. to be around that kind of life change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it comes to raising up new leaders, uh, having leaders that are ready, uh, you know, things like giving, mm -hmm. uh, small group leaders, just all those kinds of things, uh, become a challenge, you know, when you've reached that large of a percentage of unchurched people and that, it, that are also that young. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've had, I think it was like 33% of our people have committed their life to Jesus at Experience Life. Wow. So, um, so again, that's a lot of fun mm -hmm. and um, it's, you know, it's exciting to be around. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been, you know, a constant evaluation of, okay, what are we doing? What's our mission? And what do we need to do in order to reach those who are far from God, reach those who don't have a relationship with Jesus? And so whenever we're faced with something, you know, that we need to do or we feel like we need to change, um, you know, in order to reach that crowd, um, we begin to do that. And I really think that starts with prayer. Mm. Uh, we have a big commitment to prayer. 
at Experience Life. We have a prayer gathering during the middle of the week. We have a staff prayer time during every single week where our staff comes together to pray. Mm-hmm. So in a given week, we'll have hundreds of people coming together to pray because each <laughs> campus has a prayer gathering where they come. And so we pray, and we really feel like that's important because we want to hear from God about the people that he's calling us to reach and, and what we need to do in order to go reach um, those people. And so is we- that sounds amazing. So um, pretty incredible. I think some people might be listening and saying, you know, the f- of course he's going to say that. You got to pray. Uh, why don't you give us a sense of what happens at those prayer meetings? Kind of dive sure. in a little bit. And then, uh, you know, how is it that, you know, yeah, what is it that is, is happening at those events? Sure. You know, when we come together to pray, I think a lot of people have an idea of a prayer gathering, you know, especially if they're younger, growing up, and it's boring, and, you know, it's something they don't really want to go to. Um, But, you know, when we come together to pray, it's fun, it's exciting, we have worship, Uh, we have our campus pastors lead that time, and we're um, praying about things that we're doing as a church. We pray about uh, the messages and the series that we're in, and being obedient to the things that we're hearing. Um, we pray for people who are struggling. We have teams of people that are available during those services to, to pray with people who are uh, struggling with any kind of life circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, because of the, the group that we've been able to reach, we'll have people, you know, say, hey, you know, are you struggling with this? Do you have this going on in your life? You know, stand up and we'll have people come and, and pray for them. And it could seem from the outside like to be a very awkward, you know, thing. But um, I think you probably just have to trust for a church that's, reaching this kind of percentage of unchurched people, it's not weird. It's not awkward. It it is exciting. And we've really seen God just set the hearts of our people on fire for what he's calling us to do through prayer. That's where the passion and commitment and, um, you know, you know, vision comes from to reach the unchurched, to reach those who are far from God, to be obedient to the mission that Jesus has given us. It comes from that prayer time. Very cool. Now, I imagine, you know, earlier you talked about being willing to change and try some new things. Yeah. Um, you know, what else have you had to do, you know, or because I think, again, that's one of those things church leaders will say all the time, well, we got to be willing to try stuff. Right. We're going to reach people who, you know, no one else is reaching. We've got to be willing to do that. what no right. one else is doing. What are some of those things that Experience Life has had to do uh, to change to reach people in your community? Sure. Well, when we first started, our pastor, Pastor Chris um, Galanis, you know, really believed in um, a cell church. And so we started out as a church of small groups, cell groups that were meeting, and we're only going to worship like once together, like once a month or so. And we were really, and those are still things that we do. We still do groups um, that, you know, that follow more of a cell church model. But when we began to meet together, um, it exploded. And so we're kind of faced with this decision. Okay, we had this model, you know, we had this form Mm -hmm. that we thought we were really committed to and that we thought God was going to use to reach the lost in West Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't work that way. Right. And we had a choice. We could either keep doing what we were doing and, you know, go probably much slower, not reach the lost. Um, because in West Texas, people are still willing to come to an event. They're still willing to come to a gathering. And so when we met together, it just exploded. Hundreds, you know, were coming. You know, um, we, with the, the launch week of our church, we had 300 and something people come the very first, you know, week. And within a year, we're over 1,000. And so, you know, we had this choice. Do we keep meeting each week or do we keep 
Do we stay committed to this form, uh, this model that we thought God was, you know, leading us to do? Well, we have something, you know, we've always gone back to experiencing God. Henry Blackaby says, you know, you look for where God's moving, you look for where he's working, and you join in there. Mm -hmm. So we see God moving and working in this weekend gathering that we really didn't think would work. <laughs> right. I mean, we really believe that. And, but it worked. Mm -hmm. We were seeing the lost come and get saved. We were seeing people who didn't go to church anywhere and who hadn't been involved in church come. And so we decided that Jesus didn't call us to a model. He didn't call us to a form. Mm -hmm. He didn't call us to a way of doing things. He called us to make disciples, to reach the lost, to seek and to save the lost, just like his passion was. Mm -hmm. And however that happens, we're good with it. Right. What, whatever way that works, that's the right way. Right. You know, it wasn't our preconceived idea of what we thought was going to work. It's whatever way was working to, to accomplish the mission. And so that's where we really say, you know, when it comes to anything, we, we've got to be more committed to the mission that Jesus gave us than to a model. Absolutely. So you've really obviously had to adapt and change over the time, you know, big, big time. What else have you what else have you been doing, um, you know, at, what are some of those other changes that you've kind of ended up having to foist on the ministry right. uh, to see you continue to reach people? Well, you know, one of the things as a church in Lubbock, Texas, we've got, you know, we've got Texas Tech University right here in our backyard. It's a college town, you know, at Tech, I think there's something like 35,000 students enrolled. Wow. Um, and so, you know, we as a church, we had a lot of younger people, obviously. We had a lot of college students, but it was just like, we've got almost an unreached people group in our backyard in Texas Tech when we begin to realize how many students go to Tech and how many students were involved in a church somewhere. Right. And so even what we were doing, which was working, you know, well on for the most part, we we were still realizing we're not reaching the number of college students that we that we're comfortable reaching. And so we decided that we were going to start something new. We began to evaluate, is there, do we have environments, do we have places where these students could come and get plugged in and get involved? And we really began to realize, you know, no, if we want to reach this group, we've got to go to them. Mm. We, don't want to, we, don't, we can't expect them to come to us. We've got to go to them. And so we decided to plant basically a church on Texas Tech's campus. Wow. It's in a big auditorium right there on campus where students from all over that area could literally walk to church if they wanted to. And so we started that. We actually started it at one of our campuses that's close to Texas Tech just to launch it and see how it would work, see what would happen. We had 500 students come the first night. Oh my goodness, wow. And so it outgrew that building, that worship center seats like 400. We had people in our lobby and people sitting all over oh the standing room only. It was crazy. And so we immediately decided to move it to another campus. Well, that campus was really, really far away. Well, we moved it, and that uh, it was far away from Texas Tech, that is. And so we moved it, and we had like 700 students the next week. Oh, my goodness. So then we did that another week, and then we moved it to cam the campus. Mm -hmm. And we moved it to this auditorium. And this past you know, fall, we had, or, or our fall launch, we had nearly 1,000 students join us. Hmm. And so, you know, it was one of those things where we begin to realize, hey, if we're gonna if we're gonna reach this group that we feel like God's calling us to reach, we've got to go to them. We've got to do things differently. We've got to put a different maybe leader and leadership in place that will be more relevant to that group in order to reach that group. So, go ahead. how does that differ from your other campuses? Can you kind of walk through that? How does that? Because I, you know, I think there's a you're doing a bit different, you know, programming there. Give me give us a sense of what's happening yeah. there. Our other campuses are all by video. Um, 
whether that's through satellite or if it's our backup file, depending upon how satellite is going that weekend, all of our campuses, uh, our other campuses are on the same message, same series, things like that. Yeah. Raider Church meets at Tuesday nights at nine. Okay. And so it's its own, uh, it has its own speaker. I speak there each week. And so we do our own series and things like that there because again, we're trying to be more relevant to that crowd. That's another way in which we changed. When we were starting campuses, we really thought, hey, it's going to be by video. We're going to replicate you know, a teaching team to all of our campuses so that we can have campus pastors that are freed up to pastor people. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we started this, we really, or Raider Church, we began to sense that's not what we need to do here. Mm-hmm. So we again broke from the mold that we had been doing mm-hmm. and again to reach this group. And I think when it comes to anything we do, um, and what we would challenge, you know, other people to do is even in America, we've got to live and think like missionaries. Mm, that's good. We've got to do whatever it takes to reach the people that God's calling us to reach. Um, we can't be committed to a form or to a model. Um, we've got to think like missionaries mm. and do whatever it takes, change whatever it takes in order to reach that group. Outside of the teaching at Raider Church, is, there, is the rest of the programming slightly different? Is it, you know, kind of geared specifically to those students? I'm assuming it is. Yes. Um, uh, you know, the services are a little bit different. The worship's a little bit different. Um, we, a lot of the things stay that very much the same. I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to groups, it's the same groups model. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a kids ministry there, obviously. So that's, a, that's different. Um, but so in probably in every other sense, it looks like one of our other campuses. It's just, yeah, everything is geared, every series, the messages, all the applications, you know, it's all geared towards, you know, a college student. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you obviously hit the ebb and flow of a college calendar, which is similar to a church calendar, but different enough that even that, um, you know, you have to be more sensitive to those, you know, the, you know, when Frosh will arrive, that sort of stuff, you know, is, is a bigger deal for sure on, on campus. Yes. Cool. Yeah. It, it does have a different schedule. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, give us a sense too, you know, from a leadership point of view, how are you leading at Experience Life? My, my sense is that, uh, you know, just even the way you're leading is, you know, is a bit different is in that God's using that to help reach the next generation in your community. Sure. Yeah. You know, we're always looking for, um, you know, a, a new group, a new batch of, of leaders to come in because as we start new things, we, we need a fresh group of leaders. So, we, we're, so we're always looking at, um, you, you know, this this next group of leaders that we're going to need in order to start the next campus, start the next ministry, do, you know, do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there another person that's going to be more effective at reaching a certain group than than we are? And so we started a thing um, probably a couple of years ago called Protege, mm-hmm. and that developed into something where we were basically had a, a school of leadership um, to raise up new leaders. And that's been one of the biggest ways we've had to change um, in our leadership development is just becoming intentional. We couldn't let it happen to us. We wanted to hire from within as much as possible, but it wasn't just happening on its own by accident. Mm. We really had to become more intentional about leadership development. And so um, Protege r- runs about a year to a year and a half, and we, we even hired a guy that that's one of his main jobs is just to lead that and to be the, the dean of Protege and help us raise up future leaders. Very cool. But how many students are in Protege at a time? Um, it, it'll range from like 15 to 20. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a, there's different phases to that. We have a phase one that's kind of intro to experience life, DNA, 
we read a book called Exponential that's been really impactful to us mm-hmm. um, and just get, kind of get a feel for who this group is. And then we'll take some of those on to a phase two. So phase one could have 20 you know, people in it. Phase two of Protege, which lasts about a year, um, could have anywhere from 10 to 12, you know, probably in it. Very cool. Good. Is there anything else you'd love to share with us before we jump on with the rest of our program? Man, I, I think, you know, when it all comes back to us, a lot of our, our passion and desire has come from prayer. And I think we've seen the most impact in our church and, and at all of our campuses, even to things like attendance. We'll see, um, you know, increase or people getting saved, things like that as we pray more. And so I think, man, my challenge to, you know, any leader or church leader would be, you know, what are, what are all the different ways we can gather people together to pray? Um, because we believe... Um, God will bless that um, rather than us kind of going out on our own and saying, hey, we got this and kind of doing that in our own strength and power. This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. All right, well, we're going to jump into the lightning round. That's the part of the show where we ask similar questions to people that are on the show all the time. Today, we are super excited to have Clayton Walker with us today from uh, Experience Life Church in West Texas. If you haven't had a chance to follow them, you really do need to uh, to plug in. So, Clayton, what is an online resource that you're using these days that's been particularly helpful uh, to you and your leadership? Sure. I'd say the newest thing that we're using right now is a, a is an application called Slack. Yeah, big time. Great. And Great tool. Tell us about it. Yeah, we love it. Um, we've been using it now for probably a few months. Um, but, you know, we begin to see others. I think it was like Michael Hyatt and other people like that recommending it. And so our leadership team began to try it and just kind of see what we thought. And then we rolled it out to the rest of our staff and, and really trained them. And we're really now just getting in the flow. You know, it's like anything even though we've got a very young church, very young staff, we still have, you know, it's hard to adopt anything new. Right, right. Yes. And so going away from email and texting and things like that has been, it was, was difficult, but man, Slack is great because it combines all of that into one. Um, when it comes to file sharing and things like that, it integrates with um, uh, Dropbox and Google Docs and, and all kinds of other things. But but it's been so uh, great. It's just a tool. You have it on your iPad, iPhone. Um, you know, there's an application for Mac that we use. Um, but yeah, we love it. It's just combined everything. Our email has cut down by like 90%. Right. And it is incredible. Yeah, if you haven't checked out Slack, you really should. Most people that use it tell this a very similar story. Or I should say, people, organizations that have committed to it tell a similar right. story that it's like, hey, if we can push everybody there and, and push through the the learning curve, right. um, there's there are green fields on the other side there oh, um, called less email, which is amazing. So <laughs> what's a book you've read in the last you know six months, maybe to a year, that's shaping your thinking and managed ministry? Sure. Well, we read every year we read a book called Exponential. And I mentioned that for our protege class. Um, We read that probably once a year. That's been very influential to us. So that's one that we read every year. But a couple other ones would be, uh, right now we're reading a book called Spiritual Multiplication in the Real World. Um, It's about disciple making movements uh, that are happening around the globe. And that's one of the things that we're real passionate about. We wanna learn from the people who are doing things well here in America, but also around the world because um, we're actually seeing around the world, we're seeing movement, multiplication movements happen around the world in much greater numbers, um, like Book of Acts kinds of stuff and, mm-hmm. in, and in the Islamic world and things like that. Um, and we're not seeing as many of those things here in America. So, so we want to we learn from people around the world. So spiritual multiplication in the real world has been huge. 
Um, another book that's impacted us in the last probably year has been a book called The New One Minute Manager, mm. just leading um, simply and uh, giving, uh, having your direct reports and things like that, know what their goals are and know the timing that they need to have those things done by. That's been huge for us. Um, so yeah, those are a few of the books that we been pretty impactful to us. Similar, what's another ministry that you're looking to that's inspiring you these days? Sure, we're always uh, looking to Life Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we love what they're doing, and um, it's a group. You know, now with where we're at, um, that we're really looking to for. Okay, how do how do we take our next step? Mm-hmm. You know, we're we've been at four campuses, five campuses. You know, we're about to start um, another one in the next year. Um, so that's a group and plus they're six hours away from us. We can get in a car, you know, and drive there. We can fly there cheap, you know? And so that's always a church that we're looking to, um, you know, that's been a real example for us. Cool. Good. What's a, who's a leader that you'd love to get 15 minutes uh, with? They got to be alive today, uh, that you'd love to get 15 minutes with and why? So, um, for me, it would be Greg Mott. And if you're not familiar with who Greg Mott is, Greg Mott started Breakaway at Texas A&M, where they have nearly 10,000 college students meet in the basketball arena at Texas A&M. And so Greg transitioned from Breakaway, though, to, I believe, First Baptist Houston. Mm -hmm. And they just saw this, you know, this ministry, which uh, Raider Church is patterned after, a lot after Breakaway. Mm -hmm. We, We are just asking God to do the same thing at Texas Tech that we saw that we're seeing happen at Texas A&M. We figure if Aggies can do it, then Red Raiders got to do it. <laughs> so, nice. so yeah, it would be Greg Mott. You know what what he saw happen and and launching Breakaway and seeing it get to where it was before he left. Um, man, I'd love to be able to sit down with him and learn from him. Very cool. Very cool. Good. Well, when you're not, you know, you're obviously a busy guy involved in a lot of different things. Uh, when you're not doing that, uh, what do you do just to kind of kick back, relax, uh, you know, have some fun? Sure. Um, well, my wife's a personal trainer, so I kind of have to work out. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) That's one of the things that we do, uh, that's, uh, fun and keeps us probably sane and (laughs) stress-free. But, um, but I think, um, besides that, I've got three kids. We love, you know, we have dance parties in our kitchen. We like going to get ice cream, like taking vacations. Um, like my boys play baseball. So that kind of, that stuff kind of rules our world too. So. Very cool. I really appreciate you being on the show today, Clayton. If people want to get in touch with you or the church, how can they do that? Sure. Well, our website's experiencelifenow.com. For Raider Church, it's raiderchurch.com. And uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook, uh, Clayton Walker, um, and Instagram, things like that. But yeah, the best way would be our website, experiencelifenow.com. Our staff's on there and things like that. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>